previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Simon, I'm sure that listening audience would love to know how was the seasons of The Crown? Because that's like your show, right? Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just going to put this out there. I still haven't watched The Crown. I Yes, I do have an English accent, but I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> okay. How, how about The Great that British Bake Off? Everyone do you want? I tell. Okay, I have watched The Great British Bake Off. But again, uh, that took me... It took me about seven years to get around to watching that. And uh, yeah, eventually I will watch The Crown because I've offended. Apparently it's so offensive that I haven't watched it. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And welcome, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Hey, Roxy. And we'd like to welcome back to the show a second time. He was so good. We brought him back. Simon Pearl. Hey, hey, hey everybody. Good to be <laughs> and, here. Yeah, it's good to have you again, Simon. And just full disclosure, so Chuck here had to take a trip. So I am. we have the full country represented today. Simon is out in Vegas. And I am actually in Nashville, Tennessee, in Jeff Lauer's country. And Roxy's still back in the Big Apple on the East Coast. Holding down the fort over here. <laughs> That's right. So we have the entire country. There will be no I-95 bias, no Midwestern cities bias. There will be no bias. Uh, Simon's got the West Coast taking care of us. Speaking of the West Coast, we could not start today's podcast with, unfortunately, a little sad news. And that was the passing of Tommy Lasorda. He died on Thursday at the age of 93. Very sad. The one thing I will say is I'm glad he got to see the Dodgers win one more before he passed away. Yeah, and that was nice. obviously this last year. I just remember him in the World Series with the Kirk Gibson home run, walk-off home run in game one against Dennis Eckersley. And that's one of my favorite moments, his reaction to that. And we're, we're not going to go into it here because we can't do it justice. By now, the big shows have already talked about it. Well, PTI, I'm sure Tony and the gang will get to it on Monday's show. And uh, we just wanted to just say RIP Tommy Lasorda. So now let's uh, get to our stuff. We have a huge shout out. Eric Londrigan wins the Internet again. I don't oh know how many gosh. times. I, I don't know how many times I'm going to see this. Simon, you saw this, right? Oh, yeah. That, that is a brilliant example of why what was talked about makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you who missed it, make sure you go see it. Eric Lonergan posted in all the groups on, and on, well, more importantly, on the Loyal Littles podcast page, the drawing he made of the various ways to eat the pizza based on our last Daryl Diamond's guests. And it was just amazing, as always. Eric, bravo. And speaking of, we wanted to give a quick shout out. For those of you who didn't notice, hopefully you did, because this was such for a great cause. And I do believe it was for Rocco's Warriors again. Michelle Miller, shout out, winning the eBay auction that Eric put up, one of his uh, brilliant drawings. I believe it went for around $255. How's that feel, Eric? I mean, seriously, you know, you're sitting here like, oh, I just do these doodles and your freaking masterpiece. You're an artist. You're an artist. Eat it. (laughs) Love it. Wow. Yeah, right. So don't eat and, uh, it like you eat that pizza slice, but otherwise, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, fold that up the backwards way and eat it. Uh, no, seriously, bravo to Eric for the brilliant drawing, bravo to Michelle, and bravo to all of you who bid on that. For it's such a great cause, so thank you. Quick shout out, wanted to make sure we referenced that. Now we have some quick updates. We had mentioned in our winter preview that the Leslie Jordan show that we couldn't remember was The Cool Kids. Yes. Do you remember that, Roxy? I do remember that. Now, actually, it was really David Allen Greer's show. He, it was more his star vehicle. But I have to say, all the people in it pretty much had the same kind of size roles, I would say. Mm-hmm. And it took place in a nursing home or an assisted living facility, I would say. It starred also Vicki Lawrence from Mama's Family fame. You remember her? Yeah. It also starred one of, it's, it's, I want to say that guy. You always like, you, you recognize him, but you can never remember his name. His name is Martin Mull. And he was also one of the co-stars. So him, David Allen Gere, Leslie Jordan, and Vicki Lawrence, they all live in this assisted living facilities. I think it ran for about two seasons. It was very well done. Martin Mull was also the guy, some of you might remember, he was the pharmacist on Two and a Half Men that oh. Charlie would always yes. go to the drugstore. Yes. Right. The guy with the beard that and the glasses. Guy. That yeah, yeah, guy. Yeah. 
Love yeah, him. literally. Yeah, there are so many of those that guys that you just you know their face, yeah. but I have yep. no idea. And uh, and also Leslie Jordan, who I love. Anyway, that was the name of that show. We couldn't remember, so we wanted to update you on that. Another update. Okay, I have to be honest. Now this is based on the big show. I had never heard of Duke's mayonnaise. Never even heard of it, much less seen it. <laughs> whatever. Now Simon, you have, right? I mean, vaguely, but like, vaguely. but also, okay. yes, but also no, like I've okay. heard of it, but I've never seen so, it. So as I referenced earlier in the show, I am actually in Nashville. So I had to take a quick trip. I'm down here seeing my dad finally for the holidays and uh, socially distancing, wearing a mask, all that good stuff. And I was in the store and I, that was on the list. So I'm obviously kind of like taking care of my, as re also referenced on a past show, my dad just recently turned 91. And so I'm doing the shopping for him and on the list was mayonnaise. Now he normally, I think he's a Miracle Whip guy or Hellman's, that kind of thing. Well, anyway, I saw Dukes on the shelf and Whoa. I was like, oh my God, like maybe it's always been there and I just never noticed it because I don't ever buy it, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, maybe. of course I had to get it. So I went and bought, I bought a bottle of Dukes, tried it out yesterday on a turkey sandwich. And I guess my review would just be, it's fine. I guess is how I would. Uh, that's all I can say is it's fine. Okay. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't make me do like, whoa, this is like groundbreaking or whatever. I just it was it was fine. I didn't hate it. I, I'm not saying I wouldn't try it again. However, based on yesterday's big show, you better believe I am definitely trying it on a grilled cheese sandwich after we're done recording this podcast today because uh, I've never heard of that. Now, do either of you put mayonnaise on a grilled cheese sandwich? Ew. Simon? No, although I, I, I think someone once cooked it where they put it on the outside with the butter and they fried it. So I don't uh, think I've had it inside it, but they've used oh, no, it no, as no. some I, sort of cooking correct. agent. Correct. Correct. That's how, Is yes. That what you that's, said? Oh, yeah, okay. Well, no, I didn't say that, but that's basically how I thought it would be implied because that's how you make a grilled cheese sandwich normally. You know, it's on the outsides. <laughs> um, well, but that actually well, yeah, makes I mean, sense. You, you could put the cheese on the inside with the mayonnaise. Not that I, I've never had that, but. But right. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a very good point, Simon, because that's normally where you put mayonnaise on the inside. So, and, either way, uh, that sounds that's, nasty. That's why I'm here, guys. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that's why we brought you back. Anyway, gonna try it. We'll give you the full update. Right, but you didn't do a blind taste test of the mayonnaises, right? So you didn't you didn't what, what you taste mean? them. Well, you didn't do a blind taste test. You need to you need to get Hellman's and all these other ones, put them in their uh... own pots, mix them up, and then taste them so that you don't know. Well, cheese. you know, that way we really point, can figure this out. Well, at this point, Simon, I'm just, I've never done grilled cheese with mayonnaise. That just sounds gross <laughs> to me. But we're into this food thing. Look, I did the, the taste test for the pizza. I got to try this. So I'm just going right. to try this first, see how it goes. And then maybe if it gets to that, I will then maybe go and buy different kinds of mayonnaise to see which one's best. But I don't know. I we'll think, I, yeah, I think the listeners deserve it, you know. <laughs> They okay. wow. uh, does anyone right. know that uh, the history of Duke's mayonnaise, it, it started in Greenville, South Carolina, oh. by Eugenia Thomas, who married Harry Duke. And then uh, she started making sandwiches for the military during the First World War. And then apparently the soldiers loved this spread so much, they would write to her years after eating these sandwiches, asking her how she did it and if she could send them the spread. And apparently that's how it all started. So wow. yeah. I do believe I do believe that was referenced on the big show at some point. Damn I'm not it. sure. I'll have to go back. Well, there you go. <laughs> Damn it. Simon's not breaking news. I'm not sure. No, but, um... And that is the story of my life. Not breaking news. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. The last thing before we get to our guest today, just a little grind my gear segment. Simon, this will be interesting because you understandably took the other side of this the other day when we mentioned it. It is the fact that. Eagles coach Doug Peterson is still getting all this crap for his coaching decisions and, quote, throwing the game, blah, blah, blah. I just don't understand it. I mean, thank you, Jason Lockenfor, who was on the big show yesterday, for trying to talk some sense into Tony about this whole thing. And he brought up a good point where he said because it was the Sunday marquee game, it was probably highlighted more so than if this was like at one o'clock on Sunday when all the other games were going on. Because I just don't understand how you can give this guy so much shit but not come down on Pittsburgh and Kansas City. And yeah. he's talking about the gambling ramifications and all that stuff. Well, what about, in my opinion, those guys, before the game even started, said, we're throwing the game, essentially. They said, we're not starting our quarterbacks. We're not starting most of our starters because we're resting for the playoffs or whatever. Now, 
what about the other teams they're playing? And what about the other teams that are watching those teams play? Don't you think that had playoff ramifications? I mean, this is what I don't get. And again, I'm not saying what he did was right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to give it to him, you got to give it to the other teams that did the same thing. It's all right. coming down on this Eagles coach. And it's I'm not even an Eagles fan. I don't care. I'm not even a fan of Doug Peterson. I just don't understand why they can't see the different sides of it. Simon, yeah. you you took the other side of this, and that's great. I have yeah. no problem with that. I mean, I, I well, I, I I agree with you that we should come down on everyone that's doing it. So that I have no argument against you with that. But I still maintain, that even as a player, and I've I've read as well that like the players on the Eagles, some of them are annoyed as well. You know, you do you don't you don't want to lose. Like you you want to try and win a game when you're only three points when it's a three point game. I think the integrity okay, of the so, game, and I know that there's all these arguments against it. I understand why, but at the same time, it just to me it just well, sucks, this is curious. Know? So like, let me ask you this. So if he had before the game started said, look, this is the plan. I'm telling you right up now, this is how we're playing this game because we're looking at our future. We unfortunately didn't make the playoffs this year, no matter what the score. So would you have been okay with it then? Because that's essentially what the other coaches did. And I think that's why people are more forgiving of it. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, but that's, no, I I still think that would be bad. So yeah, I, I, I still think that we should be equally annoyed or those that are on my side of the argument should be equally annoyed at the other teams that do it as well. Like, you know, think about, I mean, obviously there aren't people buying tickets this year, but you buy a ticket to go watch a game as well. And then you Mm -hmm. watch a game where people are throwing the game, essentially. It's like, who wants to see that? Why is that's not good for sport? Like, and don't get me wrong, like, surprisingly, I played American football when I was at university. Uh, It's in England, people like my size can play with it. It's crazy. That's a whole nother story for another day. But um, (laughs) we were we were not a good team. And even when we were like, we had lost every single game, we still, to the last snap, were still trying to win the game. As a player, you don't want your coach, oh, I'm going to sub in and put in all the terrible people and we're just going to lose the game. There's no fun in that. And I would understand if the Eagles were an amateur team and it's like, oh, we want to give some of these guys that don't normally get to play a chance, which I think is what he's kind of saying. But it's like, no, you're a professional team that should be trying to win. Uh, we're definitely coming back to you playing American football. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll come back with that. Uh, but for our fans right now, it's definitely time to move on from all this. We have such a great guest coming up now, and this is going to be your only hint. Put on your seatbelts, because if you're riding in a bus, it's going to get a little bumpy. And we'll be back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Lucy. I know you tried to run away from anything to real. We are being played in today by Daniel Lee, and this song is called Lucy's Room. If you'd like to get in touch with Daniel, you can reach him on his Facebook music page, which is facebook.com backslash music from Dan Lee. That's backslash music from d-a-n-l-e-e music from dan lee all one word and as always we will play the full song lucy's room at the end of the podcast and i know it's been a long way here from where you've been All right, all you loyal littles, it's your favorite time and mine. It's time to meet the littles. And boy, do we have a fun one for you. All the way from upstate New York, it's Bill LaHecka. Bill, how you doing? Uh, Yes, can I get a uh, double-double animal style, please? And uh, can I get with, uh, also get the fries animal style? That'd be great. And if I could have like a strawberry shake, that'd be awesome. Excellent. Oh, wait, wait, you're not my therapist. You tip well, though, right? You tip well, right? Oh, yeah, that's fine, yeah. You just gotta make sure you get. You have to get the secret menu at In and Out. That's the. That's what you have to do. I know about the secret menu at In and Out. I don't oh, remember it, but I know wonderful. about it. It's for yeah. all those West Coast listeners you guys have. You know, yeah. it's one of those. So, Bill, we usually start off just we turn it over to you within reason. Oh, you don't want to do and, that. <laughs> notice I covered myself. And just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, anything you want the loyal littles to know. Well, a lot of loyal littles know who I am based off of a little things. I don't mean to be like, do you know who I am on this whole situation? But um, my name is Bill. I've been listening to Tony for now 
geez, since 2001, 2002, I don't remember. I was born in New York, New York City, lived on Long Island for most of my life. Uh, then I went out to college out in Dayton, Ohio, came back, moved upstate, kind of lived in Saratoga Springs for a while. So for a while, I was known as Bill Hecker from Saratoga Springs. Then I kind of moved up, up and down upstate New York and its environs, as it were. You said you started listening to Tony in around 2001, but how were you first introduced to him? Did you just turn on the radio and he was there or? Yeah, PTI, I mean, there was a show where these two fairly, at the time, they were younger than they are now, but you had these two guys arguing about sports with this weird format that has listing like all everything that's coming up. So you'd be like, oh, maybe I'll care about this because I don't care about this. And you're watching it and you see these guys that are just going back and forth. And it's like Siskel and Ebert, but we're sports. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. So then I started to go, oh, this is interesting. These guys are interesting. And then you start, you know, you're doing your research when you're at work, you know, you're doing things and you're like, OK. Ooh. Now, it's funny because you kind of aged yourself there because you're the first person I've heard related to that. And I couldn't agree more. It was like watching Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. But oh. talk about a, a sport game or a sport topic and, or something like that. And that's the thing. You know, you watch these guys go back and forth and you think this is entertaining. This is fun. Like they obviously care about each other, but they also hate each other. It's weird how that works. You know, <laughs> it's certain things, but they don't. Really okay. Care. That's sort of why I like them. Yeah. So. <laughs> so so then you start doing research and you realize that Tony has a show you can listen on the radio. And of course, I'm in an office that didn't really have good radio reception, but I am a web programmer. So, you know, that the Internet exists and oh, my God, ESPN is actually streaming his show. And it's great. So you start listening to a show and then you realize they don't cut the commercial because, oh, geez, they're going to do an Internet show for everybody who's listening on the Internet. And it gets a little it gets a little crazy. And then it gets a little like, oh, geez, I just heard Tony drop an F-bomb. What is this about? This is wonderful. This is the greatest thing I've ever listened to. And then you start going, oh, wait, people email the show. Let me try doing that. That sounds like fun. So then you start doing it and then you suck because you type in your email and you think you're being funny and you're not funny. And then all of a sudden there's one that hits and you go, oh, that feels great. I'm going to record this and then I'm going to try another one. And then it's going to try to fit within the show. I, I get a sense of humor. So I'm going to start writing again. Ta -ta -ta -ta. Oh, that's great. He actually knows my name now and he thinks I hate him. This is wonderful. <laughs> so, so it's it's like a little dopamine rush when you get an email read and then you're uh, like, yeah. okay, let's see if I can do the do another one and then do another one and do another one to the point where he goes, oh, Laheka's writing again. What are we going to, what is he going to complain about? There is a point that you get to where you go, I wonder if I can get an email read every day. And then you do that or you get, you're on a hot streak. You're like, okay, I got one. I got two. Cool. And then you're like three. You're like, oh, that was kind of weak, but he still put it through because he knows my name. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, and then once you get to the fifth day and you're like, yes, it's wonderful. And then you're like, okay, I've done everything I can do. I don't, you know, maybe I'll go visit the show one day. And I did. Wait, one. wait, hold up. Are you telling me you went five for five one time? I think I'd won five for five once. Wow. Whoa. It was a really slow week, though. I mean, seriously, when you, wow. you didn't have the, the normal regulars emailing yeah, the show. Right. You just like Hampton Nader sure. was on vacation or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, right. We're talking about, like, I'm talking really old school people like Brendan Steenburgen and, you know, oh. Uh, oh, there's a couple others. I'm not, I'm not going to name drop them because okay. I bugged them to interview okay. them. Okay. All right. Enough of this. Are you done? People know who you are. We're good. Yes, yeah, so I think I think this is the longest introduction ever. I don't know. Okay, good, Got a good. commercial break right, or whatever. Just, but, no, no, we're not. No, 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 no commercial break yet. We're okay. cutting right to the chase. Are you ready? Okay. Awesome. All right. This is the whole reason you are on this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Jingle Fest, second bus story, go. Oh, who told you this one? <laughs> Nobody. I've been waiting. I thought you'd be the per. You were coming on, and I'm I found out you were on the second bus. At Jingle Fest. You mean the death trap bus? That bus? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Let's so, hear it. Okay. First off, I want to say I love Jerry Negrelli with all my heart and everything. <laughs> He is we all do, and I hope he'll come on the podcast someday. I hope. Look, 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 seriously, I'll, I'll DM him later and I'll say, look, Jerry, <laughs> you got to give these guys a bone. Drop them, a, them on the show. You well, know, in his defense, I haven't they, reached out personally yet. Because, oh, you should. You should. Well, he's, I know he's, he's probably busy perfect. and... Seriously, you should bug him all the time and ask for his <laughs> Great. Uh, and I'll be like, Bill said I could. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Jingle Fest is one of the greatest things that has ever been invented, only because it's so stupid. Because you basically have these guys, and, and it was 
it's funny because Jerry's actually said this. Jerry's been like, look, all I'm doing is karaoke in front of a bunch of, bunch of super fans. And it's like, what am I doing? Like, who? And if anyone's actually listening to this, like, what is this? And he did that. The second Jingle Fest, they did it at Penn Social. What was it called? Penn Social. Penn Social. They must have had over a thousand people there, but only about a quarter of them were there for Jingle Fest or they were there because they knew Tony was going to be there. And it was this wonderful thing where these all these people are just sitting around and they're just singing karaoke. That's all they're doing. They're just singing to a backing track with these words up there. And then people are coming in and going, what is this crap? Why is anyone <laughs> listening to this? So that was the second Jingle Fest. I went to the third one because I was like, this is so much fun, even though I was only there for half of it because I thought they were actually done. And they went for another two hours after I left. OK, so we're going to come back. We know you love Jerry. It's all within fun. I hope he realizes that. But I do want to hear the second bus story because I've heard so many things, bits and pieces, but I never heard the story. But I'm curious because I've always wanted to go to Jingle Fest, but I can never get down there because I'm working. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What What do you do in for a living? You didn't say. Or do you mind I'm saying? A, I'm or? a web. I did. Oh, well, I said earlier, but I'm oh. a web programmer. Oh, you I, thought I was listening. I'm sorry. Oh, you were okay. listening. Ah. You just, you know, I seriously. was listening. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Good. At least Roxy's so doing her job right here. It's wonderful. <laughs> I know. Um, let's go. <laughs> but, uh, no, um, I, uh, I, I'm a web programmer. I've been a web programmer now for over 20 years. I build websites. Uh, it's just the thing I do. It's gotcha. like one of those things. So you're that, the one I call when we're ready to do a loyal littles. If you're page. actually looking into doing a website, I would then charge you an arm and a leg, which would be wonderful. But Are that, you kidding me? We, I, I'm barely on Twitter. I can't be thinking about a webpage. So oh, yeah. anyway, I love, I love your someday. Twitter updates. Like we just posted a, we just posted the podcast, you know, yeah. maybe okay. tell, say who's on the podcast to get people to, I'm just saying. Okay. All right. Well, I'm being an think, ass for a reason. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't, but don't think you're going to Robert Berg me. Okay? okay. And, and that's a compliment, but he, cause he's like me, we get off on tangents. And don't think okay. I'm not coming back to the second bus story. All right. But, well, fine. So two things, two, yeah. two quick stories, and this uh-huh. will be fun. So, you know, as I've said, the, the woman who I'm not allowed to say her name on the podcast was very helpful in getting this whole thing started. Mm-hmm. She first agreed to be my first guest, which was amazing. And she also told me about this thing called Twitter. Now, I had a Twitter handle. Yeah. And sort of. OK. And <laughs> she I told her what it was. She went to it and she goes, You've tweeted five times in 11 years. I went, I know. <laughs> like, she's like, and you posted one picture and it's freaking sideways. I'm like, I know. So meaning I do not do Twitter at all. So you're lucky you get Anything. Hey, the, hey, the yeah, shows up. Really? Look, hey, look, the shows up. One of the things that one look of the here. things I did do before the before we recorded today was say like, hey, I'm gonna be on this podcast. I saw later. that and I and I, you know, that. it's called you know this thing called promotion and it's like yeah, yeah okay. To, I, think I know I we have to get six, better at that. <laughs> I got you six followers today. I think I saw that. I, I was keeping track of that. I was like, okay, wow, here's, here's the reach the of this show is so vast. It's great. <laughs> Okay, let's go back before we run out of time and then we can chit chat. Okay, Okay. so second bus story. So you were almost like I'm trying to avoid this story because a little bit, a little bit. I I already know where I want to take my break and all that stuff. All right, so okay, okay, let's go to the bus story. Well, okay, so it's the third bus, and we're on this bus, and there's this one bus that's the really big bus, and then there's the tiny bus that's behind. And we're, and you know, I'm like, let's go into the tiny bus. We sit in the back. I think I'm on the bus with Jamie, and I think Robert's on. And Jerry's like narrating the whole tour from the first. Oh, yeah, bus, yeah, right? yeah. Because you know, Jerry has a wonderful voice. Yeah. I think he was DJ or something, and he's wonderful. And he uh, was trying to do things. But here's the problem: the first bus is a huge bus, and it's great. The second bus had this thing, this little problem where it didn't have any shocks. So when you're driving, <laughs> you feel every bump that you could. It's just, it's wonderful. And if I didn't need a chiropractor then, I needed it after. Because literally, you're jumping up and down. You're feeling every bump. Seriously, the roads in D.C. are terrible because you just feel every little change. <laughs> to the point where we're sitting there. I'm doing a video. I think I did a live video, too, on it. Like, I did a Facebook live video on it. And I'm just sitting I'm just going, Ugh, and you're just shaking back and forth. You go, here I'm on the bus, and look how great it is. And you can't really lie. <laughs> and we think we're going to die because it's just every bump sounds like it's going to be the last back uh, axles are going to come flying out and everything. And to the point where all of a sudden I felt something hit my head. And I actually have it at my desk. So the people watching at home on News Channel 8, 
I have here the 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 ticket that Jerry said you have to give your ticket, and I looked at him and said, "You know who I am. I'm not giving you my ticket." So I I decided to keep the ticket that he was supposed to take back. But I still have the bolt that landed on my head, and I taped it to the ticket. And I use it as a reminder <laughs> to never take a bus with Jerry Negrelli ever again. Wow. Or it was just one of those things where it was a wonderful day to remember that I'll, I'll keep on talking about until I can never remember it, which might be tomorrow. Who knows? But it right. was uh, it was it was a wonderful bus ride, and anyone who was on that bus can live to tell the tale about how terrible that bus was. It was literally. <laughs> The huh. stuff of night. Oh, that sounds like a special group of people, though. So well, that, yeah, well, fun. we all have we all have war stories. So, you know, if we had Jingle Fest this year. We were gone, and we were we would have talked about Jingle Fest and the, that bus ad nauseum because it was just that crazy. Jerry Negrelli, literally, I think he's one of the smartest people who listen to the show, and he has such drive, and he just wants to be funny, and he just yeah. and he is. And then I'm I'm kissing his ass right now, and I'm <laughs> in the hopes that he actually does come on the show. But no, seriously, he he's. Uh, he could he did he does what I could never do, and that's just put himself out there and just bring people together and just as something that if if you're just a casual listener or you're a tiny what do you call him a, a tiny or yeah yeah, yeah. like my my fiance my fiance Casey is a tiny, and she mm-hmm. went to the Jingle Fest last year. She's like I don't know what the hell is going on, but this is entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, and, right. and that's what it is. It's entertaining. But and you look at it at one level and it's just really cool and really great. And then you look at it at a different level when you're when you're a fan of the show and it's just it's brilliance. It's yeah. just so much fun. And you, I encourage anybody to go down there. And Jerry, the check should be in the mail by tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so now can you go briefly talk about your website? Now, website. when did that all start? This website stinks.com, people. If yes. you want to go or a site that really hasn't been updated in a while, go to this website, Stinks, uh, that Jerry <laughs> lovingly calls the cesspool. Because it's one of those things where I felt there was a need. back. This is back 2005, so the site's been around for 15 years. But there was a need in the community to have a message board that people could go to. There are a couple of communities that existed during that time. I mean, well, I think there's the message board, and there was a couple other private communities that existed. Well, this was probably, well, before adults, I guess I should say, had Facebook, right? I mean, I know no, it was out there for college. Yeah, Facebook well, Facebook was around, what, I, I saw the I saw the, 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 the Zuckerberg movie. Um, it was, like, 2003 yeah. he started it or something? Well, I that and like I said, it originally was for just college kids and high school kids, and then they opened it to everybody, I want to say, like, around 2006-ish, somewhere yeah, there, maybe a little somewhere before, around I don't there. know, something like that. So this was so. before, two, so, yeah, so that's my point. There weren't Facebook groups that, back then, so this no. website was pretty much it. Yeah, and basically what I my thought process was was to get the community together and basically have it so that there could be a place where people can go and they could talk about the show. It was one of those things where I was like, you know, I'm a web guy. I can do this. This will be fun. Let's let's just do it. And then mm-hmm. and I, I secured the name because I thought it was funny. And it was like, yeah, because it's basically using the this blank stinks model. Yeah. You know, do this shirt stinks. You can do this whatever. stinks. Well, we were going to go. This podcast really stinks. Yeah, no, nah, we were going to go with. But yeah, we thought eh, maybe that not. that <laughs> would definitely get flagged by corporate people. <laughs> really? I think so. I mean, we <laughs> added the word really. That's what it says in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, but no, it was just one of those things where I thought there was a need and I set it up. I remember the, I remember I was actually not the first person to sign up for the message board. It was uh, Steve Kenton in Ames, Iowa. He signed up for it first. And I actually oh, have asked Ames. him before. And I said to him, Steve, how did you sign up for this before I even made it live? And he goes, I don't know. It's <laughs> funny. It's just like, how, how did this happen? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it was one of those things. It became a community, and you know, Tony mentioned it on the show. And once Tony mentions it on the show, all of a sudden you get hundreds of people who are like, "I want to talk about how terrible this show is." And you're like, and then there's a couple people who stick around, mm-hmm. and it just becomes this really great community of people. I actually had uh, somebody on there, a couple a couple met on there, and they got married on there. It's just oh, not. Wow. And this is not even. <laughs> we're not talking about the Berg Julian. Uh, oh, oh about something else. Like, somebody else that. They just met online. They met on my website. They actually sent me an invitation to their wedding that I. Oh, that's sweet. But it was, and they had a kid, and I was like, wow, I actually am the reason why human in life exists right now. (laughs) And they named it Bill? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I don't think. I don't know what they named it, but I hope not because that would be terrible and I would feel really bad. (laughs) But, um, But yeah, it's just, there was a need that needed to be done. 
and it just became a place where people can go and hang out and talk about the show. And then, of course, you know, as you said, Facebook, Twitter, they all come about. Only the really old people who are resistant to change have stayed around. And usually those people who are really into the show have really strong opinions. And I'm the I'm the type of person who's like, look, say what you want. Just don't be don't be overly crude or don't be threatening. Just if you have a problem with the show, have a problem. And then, and doing that let lends a, a bit of credibility a little bit because you don't want, look, I'm going to stifle what you say because you're not being positive about the show right now. Right. You know, sometimes the show does literally stink or sometimes yeah. mm -hmm. maybe they're talking about golf a little too much or something, mm -hmm. you know, there should be an outlet for people to do that. And they shouldn't be, it shouldn't be tied into the court. And that's why I don't want to really be tied in with the show. Because it's like if you're tied in with the show, then all of a sudden now you have to answer to those people and you have to answer right. to that audience. So right. it's good to be kind of on the outside and talking about it and kind of dealing with that. So and, you know, I'm OK with people have sent, you know, I put a donation board up there and I just say, hey, if you guys want to send in money to keep this site afloat. I mean, I'm OK with paying for it. But if you guys want to do it and you know help me a little bit, to keep it alive because people seem to like it people still go people still post on there there's a guy on there who posts like a robot and he posts all the time about stuff <laughs> and it's kind of you know, it's nice that people i'll are, have to uh, check it out i i'm not i've never really gone to it oh go there they'll love know. you they'll love you you, you <laughs> seriously go there and advertise the site and see what happens it's gonna be like it's like like oh, you just put you <laughs> Down there, it's just gonna. Well, no, honestly, <laughs> until I saw your Twitter handle, that's when I even knew that it existed because I just, you know, like I said, I'm so busy with all my other stuff that my main reference is the Facebook groups. Yeah. And that was it. And I know. I, and I barely spend time in those. Yeah, I I don't spend time in the Facebook group at all. Yeah. I mean, people do tag me sometimes, which I think is funny, and I'm sure they'll tag me now after I've mentioned it. And yeah. it'll be like, Bill, check this out. And I'm like, okay, cool. It's just, there's cer certain things that you just have to be kind of uh, uh, careful with. I, th that really puttered out that segment right there. I'm just That's saying. okay. Well, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna pipe it up right here. You can stick around, right? Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm talking. It's, we're good. Uh, all right, great. Because we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, we're going to find out why and how Dan Snyder almost shut said website down. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. As you may have heard recently on Tony's show, during the month of January, the Tony Kornheiser Show will be donating a portion of the sales from its online shop to benefit Rocco's Warriors. You may recall that Rocco is Robert Berg's nephew who passed away at age two due to complications from leukemia. Rocco's Warriors was created to help families with the financial burdens of caring for a child diagnosed with cancer. So what are you waiting for? Go to shop.tonykornheisershow.com and get your show hat or show sweatshirt and help us help them with this great cause. And while we're at it, we'd like to remind you of some of the other Tony Kornheiser Show promo codes. Johnny O is still TK Lights. Harry's Me Undies and Seat Geek is just Tony, that's T-O-N-Y. And Brooklinen is Tony K Show. Say goodbye, Roxy. Goodbye, Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are lucky to be here with Bill Laheka today. And uh, so I teased it a little bit coming out of the first segment. Now, Dan Snyder almost shut the website down. Well, yeah, well, I'm sure some a stooge of his did. Um, <laughs> yeah, but basically, I used to run brackets on the uh, site, on, on this website, stinks.com, the wonderful mm -hmm. place that you can go for all your Mr. Tony needs, that unofficial Mr. Tony needs, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, what happened was uh, I used to run brackets on the on the site because, Tony, the best week of the year are the brackets. I mean, you, you're going to get a lot of people who are saying that that's the best week of the year, and you're going to get a lot of people <laughs> are going to say, seriously, this is like ear cancer. You don't want to listen to this. This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, But I'm one of the people who love it because, you know, everybody loves when Bob Ryan comes on and basically argues whether a 9 over an 8 is an upset because, you know, that's really great radio. And... Um, <laughs> But it's just it's just one of those things where it's there's a certain comfort to hearing that and hearing people right. do that. And so I thought it'd be great to on my website to kind of start that to kind of run like a bracket thing. So people not only can we keep track of what the the bigs 
put in on, on their brackets and the people on the show, but to keep track of what the littles do. And it became a point where Tony would actually advertise and funnel traffic to the site. And it was wonderful because I would have to, that whole week was fun because I would actually, you know, people would email me like, uh, Bill, I, I don't know why this isn't working. It's not working. So I basically had to do like tech support on the fly that whole 24 hours a day people going i can't put my bracket in and it was it was a really it was a really good time we did it for about three or four years i don't remember exactly which because i'm old but we did that and one year we did it and it was great because i think it was the most people we ever got we got like we must have gotten over 2,000 brackets or something it was wow it was awesome and we do it and it's great and tony keeps on funneling traffic he's actually reading the results like the the, the standings <laughs> for everything off the website and everything i'm sure well, see i have to interrupt because see i did not realize that that was all going through you at the time it was and it was right, just, and, right. and it became like a tradition it was like to, okay go to laheka site and then you can fill out your bracket and then keep track of it and then Stern would go onto the website, print it out, and give it to Tony. He's like, okay, here are the here are the standings right now, and every in the weeks mm. after. I mean, I was still on it. I I think I had to deal with it for a month. So because I had to update all the games that went on and make sure that people could keep track of like mm-hmm. how you know, how much they've scored that day, or you know how many picks that they have. Sure. Or, you, sure. know, you know, I'm I'm 30 of 32 this today. Cool. Right. So about a couple weeks later, I got a phone call. I actually got a phone call from Stern. And it, you know, I, I had to deal with Mark and not Nigel because Mark is the more <laughs> serious one. You, you got to yeah, listen. And Mark calls me and he goes, Bill. I'm like, hey, like, yeah, so we have a problem. And I go, what's the issue? He goes, well, apparently the sales weasels decided to sponsor Tony's bracket picking segments. And the sales weasels decided, oh, what we're going to do is we're going to sponsor the bracket segment and we're going to have people go to our website and do that and tony didn't get the memo and he kept on pushing your website and every one of the sales weasels wants your site nuked to orbit because you basically stole money from them they were saying things like well the traffic was going here so he's costing us money we have to shut him down and then i look at i i go to i go to stern i'm like mark we don't make any money on this website that's where i was confused that doesn't make sense to me how you're making them lose money i oh, guess because if they sponsored the site and they're you're promising uh bagel city or whatever i only it wasn't bagel city but say right, was, whoever they're promising wh- whoever a certain clicks per minute and all that stuff like oh mm-hmm. we're gonna have this much traffic right. go to the website and you, then you know the people will be able to link onto that website and go and you'll get traffic and no they're going to some podunk guy who from his mother's basement or whatever uh, <laughs> there you're like oh I am, I guess I am costing the money. So Stern yeah, goes, yes. okay, well, here's the thing. Snyder's company wants to kick your site out. Or, but I told him, look, he's not making any money on this. This, you know, Tony didn't know. What can we do to make this right? And he's like, well, number one, we looked at his website. He has a link to the mailbag on his website that's not tra- uh, funneling traffic to our site. Well, we need him to remove that. He has a link to all the podcasts. We want people to actually listen to uh, through our site. So we got, he got his, he's got to take that link away. Can't do it. He basically has to just basically run a message board. That's all he's doing. And I, and I go, okay, I guess I can do that. But it was just one of those things where I was like, I can now go to my grave saying that Dan Snyder tried to ruin me. <laughs> well, see, this is why we don't want a website for the Loyalist podcast. It's just too much aggravation. We don't want Dan Snyder shutting us down. It's funny. Tony has a lot of lawyers who are looking to make sure that no one's actually stealing his trademark. And, you know, Tony's going to be like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. It's fine. But his lawyers are going to be like, look, this could cost us money. This right. could be a problem. So you have to kind of play that balance a little bit and so that's why i'm, I'm not going to put ads on my site i'll put a donation button on the website because look i'll put my mon- own money into it but if people want to give me money and basically be like okay help keep the site afloat or add new things i'm okay with that because mm-hmm. people are using the site people i am not asking i'm not like i don't have my tin can out like hey i need yeah. money yeah so. see and, and we have the same thing with anchor they have one of those and it's on there, but I've never mentioned it once. Well, I guess I just did, but I don't, we don't tell anyone it's, we if don't people want to do yeah. it. Here's the thing. I put, I put the option out there. They don't, I, I'm not, requ- you're not required to do it. I don't want not. you to yeah. do it, yeah. but if right. you want to do it, I'm not going to say no, because it's, because it is expensive right. to run a website. You just want to be able to basically be like, okay, I have a place, even though in the age of Facebook, in the age of Twitter, in the age of social media, it really is kind of a dinosaur, but I still want people to have a creative outlet to go and do mm-hmm. these things because there's a reason why we're all here. We're all here because right. we enjoy 
show. We enjoy talking about it. We enjoy the yeah. things that he talks about. I think the Littles are a very special community. Every, Roxy, every hey, interview, yeah. I learn more and more how great this group is. It's awesome. So we here at the Loyal Littles podcast want to make sure our listeners know we do some homework. Oh, yeah. And I, or better yet, we call it stalking. Mm. And we, we saw somewhere that you've had a few David Letterman incidents. And I thought oh. maybe the Littles might be interested to hear about those. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you want to oh. talk about that? <laughs> you don't oh. have to, Bill. Okay. This is well, your interview. Picture this. Picture this. 1997. No. <laughs> we're, we're, we're big Letterman fans. That's okay, one of the reasons well, why Well, that's good it. because, you know, you had uh, Jeff Heisen on. I, I did see you have him. You had him on the show. And Jeff and I have known each other for a long time. And mainly because of our love of Letterman. Before Jingle Fest, we had this thing called DaveCon. And before that, there was ConanCon that we basically stole it from Conan O'Brien's fans. But mm-hmm. we had a... Uh, I was on the on the thing what the kids used to call news groups, and there was this uh, group called AFL.fan.letterman, and we basically were huge fans of the show. I found out about this group because one day I went to a, the second show I ever went to, which was in 97. I raised my hand and Dave called on me and I was wearing this plaid shirt and he was like, yeah, you're wearing, you look like Don Ho. Like, what's your question? (laughs) And I I go, okay, Dave, this is my, you know, I'm in the audience. I'm really excited. I just want to know how can I be a better audience member? And without hesitation, Dave looks at me and he goes, go sit in the lobby for an hour. (laughs) Seriously. That's how you could be a better audience member. And he goes, I can't believe you're here. Just get out. And he's being funny. And then this is before the show. And then he's like, okay, I got to go back and start the show. So then he does his monologue and then he comes back. He's like, you guys have been a really good audience, except for this guy for Long Island. And then he goes, and I'm just going, what, what did I do? I didn't do anything wrong. By the way, this is all on YouTube. If you want to look it up. So, (laughs) and that led me to this group and I became friends with all the people on that grouping. And it was just a lot of fun and meeting a lot of new people. And one of the people there was Jeff, Jeff Heisen. And it was like, yeah, so it was funny when I saw him at Jingle Fest a couple of years ago and then I'm just waving to him like, hey, we, you, you know, we do this all the time, right? Yeah, I, I think we did about, I don't know, I, I think he only went to one or two of the Dave Cons, but I've, I think I went to all of them. Now was starting in 99 and then the last one was 2015. So that was about 16 of them. And it was just a lot of fun. We, we got to meet some of the staff behind the scenes. Uh, Tony wow. Mendes used to be their cue card boy, used to bring us up on the stage and we used to take wow. pictures. So, well, Bill, before we wrap this up real quick, I mean... Yeah. I got to ask some general questions. Favorite sport team? You're all over the place, right? So you've, you've, you're from New York, though. Yes, I am from New York. I was born and bred in New York. I am a New York Mets fan to my detriment. I mean, I peaked <laughs> in 1986. Um, yeah, let's, let's not talk about 1986. Okay, moving on. Why, why, why your... not? Why not? Game six was the greatest thing. That was, that was the first game I ever attended as a kid, by the Shut way. Shut the front door. I'm not Roxy going not... to. Roxy I'm and not I are going... a bit die. We're diehard Red Sox fans. So oh, you are. Really... Well, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Well, if you know, if you listen to the podcast, you would know that. Well, wait, <laughs> but look, you know, anyway. Hey, seriously, so, nothing yes, will yeah. ever. I will say this: nothing will ever top that, and it's kind of kind of a curse because that was the first baseball game I ever attended. I sat up in the upper deck, and I'll tell a quick story about this. Okay. Um, I I went to this game. My dad got tickets. And I was really excited. I was like, oh, this is my first Major League Baseball game. And it's, it's, you know, you get to the top of the 10th, it's five to three Red Sox. And I, I'm eight years old. I don't know anything that's going on, really. I just know that I'm in a baseball game. And I'm like, the Mets can't lose the first baseball game I ever attend, right? <laughs> so I'm like, my dad looks at me and it's like, the Red Sox are five to three. So my dad looks at me and goes, William, do you, we should, you, I think we want to go home, right? And I'm like, no, no, I can't. We can't leave. This is my first baseball game. I can never leave this. I'm sure my father was going, oh, my God, this kid. And, of course, they come back, and everyone, you know, the place is shaking. My father called the pass ball that happened with uh, with Stanley. Bob Stanley threw that pass ball. He was like, he said, like, three pitches before, we need a wild pitch right about now. Mm-hmm. And then he he did it, and the place goes nuts. And then, of course, the Buckner ball happens. Then watching that go through, and I'm like, yay! And then everyone's drunk coming out of the stadium. It's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> And, and, but I look back on it now and I'm like, I'm never going to see a baseball game that's better. It's like, that's yeah. I'm now chasing that. That is the game I'm chasing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and it's just, I'll always remember that. And it's just great. But, but yeah, I'm a huge Mets fan. I really love the fact that we have a billionaire crazy person that bought the team. I think it's wonderful. And it's <laughs> things where I'm really excited about what's going to come on. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge Dayton Flyers fan. Uh, I'm an alumnus. So I went there. Okay, and- so let's talk about that real quick because okay. last year killed me. 
Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh. So I can only imagine what it did to you. I'm not an alumni. I just have dear friends that live in it, Oakwood, Ohio, which is right outside Dayton. Yep. I know. I know. I'm very literally third in the country, which come on Dayton flyers. Yeah. Like it, it what was dream season. I, I actually was lucky enough to attend two of their games. Uh, one in you uh, at UMass and the other one at, at Rhode Island, the Rhode I mean, Island game was possibly one of the greatest experience I've ever had at an opposing stadium in my life. There was a moment where Obi Obi Toppin comes down the court and he's wide open and you know, something's about him. So I had my phone ready right. I had my phone ready and I recorded his windmill dunk. That wow. was wonderful. And if you actually watch that video, it's on, it's actually the pinned tweet on my Twitter account, which is Bill. <laughs> if, if you want to follow, I mean, I'm going to probably get maybe one follower out of this. So that'd be great. <laughs> but if you, if you look at that video, if you, if you zoom in on the video, there's a guy in the background who is a Rhode Island fan who's wearing bl- the powder blue. And he's like, yeah, well, he's about to throw that down. And I was just like, of course he is, because this is the greatest thing he's ever seen in his life. Is this man right. take over. Yeah. That was going to be such a special. I mean, we don't know what would have happened, no. but and I've actually had time to think about this. That that if I'm glad it ended that way, and, and, and part of it is me kind of accepting what happened. But in right. the end, they could have easily been a team that got out in, in the Sweet um, Sixteen or something. Sweet yeah. Sixteen or something. They could have easily been a team that could have been. They could have been a number one seed that got upset. They could have been Virginia that year. They could have yeah. because you figure out how to stuff. You know, Obi has a bad day. All of a right, sudden, right, or, or gets hurt no or has, something. Right, of course. And no yeah, one has their shot, happen. and they could have been out. Yeah. But in the end, all you can do now is you have that, and you have the the idea that the what if. they could yeah. have been. And yeah. I think that's a better story. I mean, if you're if you're a sports writer like Kornheiser used to be, you would have write, written about that. Yeah. Look, this is this what could have been and you look back on those memories and you'll always think of the day where he throws it between the legs that was the expression of joy and amazement and happiness for that city and for that university it was the greatest thing that has ever happened to them in their lifetime and anyone i would even argue that when they made their ncaa run in 67 when they when they lost to ucla that was actually the first championship that ucla won in their string of 10 if you look back on that, if if you were alive back then, they would have said this was more exciting because this was this was electric. I mean, people were like over the mood, enjoying that this team was legit. This was the best team they've ever seen in their lives. Oh, absolutely! And it was just taken away, and you just go and you just shake your head and you go, "Man, it would have been great if we got 30. Like, that's what <laughs> to me it was like. Man, if we got thirty wins, we could descend. We're thirty. We got thirty wins, and how many teams can say they've gotten thirty wins in a year? Yeah. Even if they didn't win the, even they, they could have gone to Atlanta and, and flyer alums would have shown up in force. And oh it would yeah. Have, it would have been insane. When well, they made their eight run in t- 2014, they took over Beale street in uh, Memphis. It was yeah. insane. And I had a couple of friends who were really into that and they, well, they had the time of their lives. And I'm assuming you came down for this. Maybe not. I was there and this is how, I mean, this is why I love this podcast. First of all, I'm sitting here talking about Dayton flyers basketball with someone who knows what the hell they're talking about. Okay, so, and I'm not even alum, but as I said, I have a very close family friendship there that goes way back, and they buy me all the gear, and I was at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and uh, i got to make sure I have the year, 2011, when they played North Carolina for the oh, NIT the 2010? Final? Yeah, I was at that game. 2010. Yeah, 2010. yeah I was uh, there. I had to represent. It was they, so they much won, fun. Well, I think the final score was 79-68. Something like that. Was, I mean, that was a North, team that should have gone to. The, but, but I mean, how fun! You're playing North Carolina. Yeah, you're I'm playing like, North what? Carolina. And and, and, and see coach and like, oh my gosh, that was like so cool. And like, I and then they won. The thing that really stuck in my craw was Roy Williams goes on and he's like, look, we don't play to win the NIT. We don't come here. To win the NIT. This is not what I okay. do as head coach in North Carolina. <laughs> so this is not my job. It wasn't to win the NIT. And I was like, screw you, man. Like yeah, seriously. Right? Like, you got you got you got your ass handed to you with a really crappy team, and you're going you're from gonna, the Atlantic Ten. Come from the on, Atlantic man. Ten, and you're basically going to shit on on them right then and there. Like seriously, yeah. uh, it just made me angry. <laughs> I was really happy because it was really great to see those kids win, and it was just yeah. exciting. Yeah. But uh, it was so much fun to... being there. I was so excited. Well, Bill, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on. Well, and, I... uh, yeah, it's, it's actually like I said, it's it's this is this has actually been fun. I actually oh, 
Wow, <laughs> I'm glad you actually and thought I, it might. Yeah. I, I'm terrified to think what you thought it was going to be, but that's yeah, okay. I, know. <laughs> I was afraid that you were going to go James Lipton on me and ask me what my favorite <laughs> swear word was or anything like that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, but seriously, before we leave, though, uh, why don't you plug your stuff? Because I know you got tons of stuff you want to plug. Well, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can go to Bill LaHecka on Twitter. And I'm not verified, but that is me. Uh, there are a lot of other Bill Hecka accounts out there. For it's not reason. the real Bill Hecka. Oh, please don't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, just Bill Hecka. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to follow uh, my Twitter account for this website, Stinks, uh, it's uh, this WS Stinks. You can do that, and you can find out when the latest podcast drops. So that's basically what it's there for. It's to let people know when the new episode's been put up. Do you tell them when the Way of Littles podcast episode is up? Uh, I, I didn't. Oh, yeah, I you see. know, okay. I could right. add that. No, no, no. It's no all I have to wash my good. hair. So I, I mean, and that's the real reason why we had you on the damn podcast. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just kidding. totally kidding. But if you do want to, if you do want to hang out with yeah. other littles and and wonder why they hate the show so much, go to this website sticks.com. You can go to the Andy Foley <laughs> Happy Fun Time Message Board Extravaganza. Cool. Excellent. That. And it's just one of those things you can have Andy on your show or not sure. It's just Andy Polly. I have, a, <laughs> did I even tell you guys have a soundboard, but anyway, uh, <laughs> we, have, we have nothing. We have nothing. <laughs> I seriously, uh, on a serious note, you guys are doing really great. Like I said, I listened to a couple of them. I'll probably listen to all of them because there are some people I actually know and I'll see if they actually mention me, which they don't, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's, it's really, it, it was really fun. This was a lot of fun. And Good. Uh, well, we're just helping people have fun and enjoy. Yeah. It and keep listening. That's what so, matters. So, yeah, so everybody for. listen to this show. I mean, I'm telling people right now to listen to your show, even though they have to be listening to your show to hear that. But That's so nice but, though. Well, thank you so much again, Bill. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk to you again real soon. We'll do. All right, Loyal Littles, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. Thank you, Bill, for coming on and sharing all those great stories. I mean, that guy has a lot of TK stories, and we could have gone on and on. He did share probably six or seven more that we just didn't have time in the podcast. It was running long as it was, but what a great conversation, and thank you, Bill, and thank you for the website. I didn't, it's, I was Telling the truth when I said I didn't even know he was the guy that had the website. Roxy, we have an account on there now, right? We do. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hopefully get on over there and uh, show our support and do some posting and things like that when we can. Now we'd like to close the show today with first we're gonna start with an email in reference to our winter TV preview, and we're gonna continue a little bit on with that real quick. But this is from John Miller, and he says I agree with Chuck. And that's all I need to say. So we're going to move on from that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I agree with Chuck about Call Me Cat. I will give it a second chance. I don't know whether my Mbilek can pull off the George Byrne routine. Yes, I am old. I never saw Blossom, but I did like her in Big Bang Theory. But Roxy, full disclosure, I did not see this week's episode that just aired. So I haven't seen the second episode. I will give it a second chance, though. But you did see it, right? I did see it, and I think when it's settling into what it's going to be, I really enjoyed this week's episode. I'm okay. excited for you to see it, and maybe it'll help turn things around in your mind about it. Yeah, I think I'll settle in, because like I said, I do love Leslie Jordan. I do like the yeah. cast, and all the cats, of course. Uh, real quick, the other one we wanted to mention that came out, and we did see, Mr. Mayor, you saw that too, right? I did. And thoughts, real quick? Okay, well, first of all, I need to reference really quick back to Eric Londrigan's drawing of the pizzas because I have another one for him to add. Now, in this episode, Ted Danson's character, the mayor, (laughs) well, first of all, not to spoil it, but he's high in the moment, and he, (laughs) he takes a slice of pizza and he rolls it up. He starts from the bottom, the pointy part, and rolls it up. Now, the crust is on the outside, just so everyone's aware and <laughs> clear. So it's it's a rolled-up pizza. I feel like I would definitely try that. I would be down for that, yeah. <laughs> now, I did Google this to see if I could get video of it, and there was some I – can't, I can't, unfortunately, get proper credit, but there was a video of something like that, and they call it like – I don't remember what it was called. Something like a burrito-type situation. Yeah, it looked like a burrito or like yeah. a twist roll or something right. that you would see being baked on the Great British Baking Show. I knew you were going to like <laughs> reference this because I thought the same thing. And, I was like, this um, is awesome. It was like 1.30 this morning. I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, overall, though, did you like the show? 
I did. I think, again, it's one of those, it's got to find its form and mm -hmm. settle in, but I think it's got a lot of potential. I liked it. I laughed yeah, a lot. I, yeah, overall, I really thought it was good. Now, real quick, we have to, we, we dropped a few, we dropped the ball, so to speak, on a few things coming out. One is already out, streaming, Netflix, Cobra Kai. Holy I just, crap. Holy cow. <laughs> If you are a Karate Kid fan and you are not watching the series, run, don't walk to Netflix. It's now on Netflix. So those mm -hmm. of you who think, oh, I can't watch it on YouTube, go to Netflix, get it, stream it, watch, binge it, whatever you want to call it. Yep. Oh my gosh. Season three is out. We've watched, watched the whole thing. I watched seven episodes in one night. <laughs> <laughs> I finished Hooked. it in two days. I finished yeah. it in a day and a half, essentially. And it yeah. was crazy. It's so good. We can go into more of that in another time. I wanted you ties. Now, I'm going to throw this one out because I know Roxy hates it, but I cannot freaking wait. The one I'm so excited about is Clarice. Ugh. Looking forward to that. Ooh. Simon, do you know anything about that one? You know, I mean, Silence of the Lambs. Hello. Yeah, I, I, that's all I know about it. They've made it I, into a series, huh? Yep, I cannot oh, freaking wait. wait. That's what it's based on. Come on, yes. people. What is up with this? Ugh. It's it's funny because that's why I brought it up with the Cobra Kai thing because that's what these Simon, you were just saying off air that this is what TVs become. They can't. There's no originality, and everyone's just basing it on something. I do think I have to say because when it first came out, the Cobra Kai thing, I was like, please don't suck, please don't suck, please don't suck, because I was a huge fan of the Karate Kid, especially the original, obviously. I just thought it was a, a really cool idea to see what these guys were doing 30 years later or 20 years yeah. later, whatever it is. Yeah. And it's kind of, I'm guessing Clarice is going to do the same thing. And I loved Silence of the Lambs. I know Roxy just watched it recently because I made her. Terrible. And... <laughs> <laughs> How can you say a movie that won Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress was terrible? You can't. I mean, you listen, just... Anthony Hopkins, yes, he's fantastic they were and all fantastic they yes but i just i don't like that stuff who thinks of these things I who know. has the mind to think of these scenarios and have them be well put the out author there? of the like, book that's who like, ah. <laughs> anyway so we just wanted to quick clean that stuff up and then real quickly as we normally do for our saturday shows we would love to just do a couple of jeff flowers bravo sir with the friday five this week yes. nice job uh, you kind of teased it and we appreciate that in our loyal littles interview with you to get the wife involved that was really really funny and so real quick we're not going to do all of them but Roxy, favorite season? I would have to say either spring or fall. Okay. I love the light jacket, sweater type weather. So spring or fall, I can't decide. I bounce between the two. All right, Simon, what do you got? Yeah, it's got, got to be spring. Same yeah. reasons. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, beginning, new life, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right, spring across the board. That's mine, basically, because it means baseball season's coming, softball season's coming, <laughs> all that good stuff. Yeah, all right. Best uniform in sports. Simon, this will be interesting for you because you cover so many different sports. Any in particular? I, am I going first? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is super specific. But literally the first thing that came to my mind is Roger Federer. I, and I looked up when it was now. He wore a cardigan and he did like a really super traditional 1920s tennis player for one of the Wimbledon years. It was in 2008. Look it up. I, a, lot wow. of think it was one of the, a lot of people think it was one of the worst things he wore. I was obsessed with it. He, he like dressed as like a 1920s Wimbledon player and he ended up losing in the final against Nadal. So it didn't work out for him. But it, that's got to be my favorite sports uniform was when Federer donned a traditional tennis outfit. OK, yeah. that's amazing because I would never even think of tennis as no. having a quote uniform. But you're right. So that's that's great. Uh, Roxy, do you have one? Kind of going off of that, and Littles, please don't be mad at me, but I'm going to say the golfers and what they wear both men oh. and women, I think it's, it's another one of those scenarios where they have guidelines and specific protocols and what type of uniform they have, but they also get to show off their personalities within those confines. Yeah. So I, I think it's really fun. And Tiger has wears his red shirt on the last day. You know, I think it's fun and cool tradition that he has. And, and you like the other guy that wears the bright orange and all that stuff. Isn't that Ricky Fowler? Yeah, Ricky Fowler. Yeah, yep. I love I love all his his outfits, his uniforms. Yeah, I think it's a great way to wow, show your personality. Wow, that's so funny. And I'm apologizing for my ignorance because <laughs> I well no because I you just said again uniform. I 
I just don't consider that a uniform because I guess yeah. because they're all wearing different things and stuff, but it's a one person game. So, well, this is why I love this podcast and I love having friends come on and do it with us because I, I'm growing. I feel like I'm growing. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. a really good, but I am going to save this topic. Okay. Because <laughs> I am going to go with <laughs> the team sport and I miss to this day and I love it. And I, I this is not the Boston bias or anything like that, but I do miss and I love it when they bring them back. The New England Patriots, the old throwback uniforms with the Patriot on the helmet in the hike stance. Always loved those uniforms. And I'm not even a Patriots fan, really. That's your department, Roxy. But I miss those old school uniforms. And there's others, too, in the NFL that I miss. And baseball, of course. But that those that was the first one that came to my mind. Roxy, you had another one, right? Yes. I, I think this one is really great. Name something you do regularly you know annoys your significant other or person of your choosing. But you do it anyway. That's an awesome <laughs> question. <laughs> All right. Go, what do you got? Oh, what I got. Okay, well, I have two. One is the fact that I shed. My hair is constantly falling out and going (laughs) all over the place. And my guy just can't seem to understand, you know, where it all comes from because I don't have thick hair at all. I have very thin, fine hair. And it just is constantly everywhere. And then my other one is we have a refrigerator that has an ice maker, but it doesn't work. It's not hooked up right. Mm-hmm. So we have to make ice in regular You're one of those people, aren't trays, you? You leave fashion. the ice trays empty. Is that what you're saying? It really annoys him and I feel bad, but not really. So <laughs> <laughs> honey, Absolutely. deal with it. <laughs> All right. So Simon, what do you got? Anything? Oh, God. I mean, one of them is just not appropriate for the air. But the other one would be, I say, when I'm asked a question, I will often answer with, well, not necessarily. And apparently that's the most annoying thing in the world, because I don't I don't believe there's a definitive answer to anything. So I I can never give a yes or no answer. And apparently that's really, really annoying. But I mean, most things, you know, it's not always black and white. Is the sun going to rise? Well, probably will today, but not necessarily. I mean, if it suddenly, you know, goes out or something, then... And um, and so, yeah, apparently that is something that I do that my well, uh, significant other finds So what do you do, though, if someone annoying. says to you, what's two plus two? Well, that's, uh, <laughs> whew, that's a good question. It's, well, I'd say typically, typically it would be four. Oh, typically. typically. Be four. <laughs> yeah, there you are. Okay. I'm learning to use different words, not just not necessarily four, but, you know, okay, typically. I got you. Well, you two, I'm going to be the smart one on this category and plead the fifth. And we're going to move on to the next category. (laughs) Well, because I'm the only one that can answer this other one. And then we'll wrap it up with this. What auction item from PTI or Chatter would you bid money on? And Jeff Flowers, I have to say, I'm stealing your answer right off the bat. Because, yes, that PTI Canadian flag that Tony waves, that's one that I would love to have someday as a souvenir. I could get behind that. Yeah, right. I mean, I Roxy, you watch that, that show, one. you know, and it's it, it would be a really cool thing to have later in life. And I don't think I could afford it because I have a feeling there's a ton of people that would bid for that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, thanks, Simon, for coming on again. Hope you're Thank having a good you. week. Always a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we'll do this again soon. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod and also the Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. All right, all you loyal littles. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you're out shopping online or shopping in general, Use the code. We say Albany because it sounds sexier.
cracks inside the room you've built to keep the whole world out and I know it's been a long way here from where you've been And I know that even one step further feels like stepping off the ledge. Hey, I know it's just the room you've built to keep from going insane. Hey Lucy The more you try to push me out It lets me in on your pain Hey Lucy, you can't stay Much longer or you'll never hope To find your way out And I know I'm the only one who knows you And it's really not too well I just don't know Why you ever want to stay here Locked up in this hell And I know The more I try to pull you out The more you settle in But just know If you decide to stay here I just don't think I can The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.